Here we are. We are back. Hour number two on a Wednesday morning, the 27th of February. And of course, this is the last Wednesday of the month. What always happens, Northlanders, on the last Wednesday of the month? Hour number two, Pete Woods comes in, usually brings some guests with. Pete Woods is a logger in the Northland, brings some guests in with him, and we learn about the free enterprise system, specifically logging and trucking in the Northland. Peter, good morning to you. Good morning, Brad. How are we all doing today out there? Fantastic. How about you? uh, You're not going to be golfing up here yet. It's nice. It's below freezing every day. We love the snow, love the cold weather. Hopefully it sticks around for another six, eight weeks. Can't you use snowballs (laughs) in in golf? (laughs) You can. You can try. Poof, they go. Poof, they go. But, did uh, you did you just say you hope it sticks around for another six or eight weeks? I just ticked off many thousands of people. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. You just Blame lost me. our entire audience. Yeah, this they morning. just uh, clicked off and left. No, for us this is uh, this is primo time. It's go 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 seven days a week. I mean, I'm I'm personally I'm working every day. You know, on the Sundays you take a little bit of it off, but you're still doing things for your business constantly. It's non-stop work, really. And so you get a little bit short. You get a little bit – I notice little things are always irritating a person. You're mad a lot because all you're doing is working. You get at home at the end of the day. You take a shower every three days. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd be seeping slow, though. (laughs) It's probably not too far from the truth, though, I'll tell you. I shower every day. Yes, I do. But (laughs) – Anyway, folks, brought with me today, he's got just got off suntan duty out in the West Coast, and uh, Scott Dane, Associate Contract Loggers and Trucker Executive Director, and we have a bit Excellent. to talk about. Uh, I'm not sure yes, quite where to do. stand with what's been going on in the last, I don't know, two weeks. It's been longer than that, but it's, uh, I guess, well, a lot of yester- manure. Yeah, yeah yesterday, uh, Scott called into our show. We talked a little bit, and I, I hope we can talk more about it today. This group of uh, water purifiers, or what do they call eco-terrorists. themselves? Eco-terrorists. Uh, let's quit, di- eco- let's quit dancing yeah, around all these nice labels okay. and call them what they are, eco-terrorists. Eco-terrorists. Well, I don't call they them that. They have now, uh, this is a group that has, uh, that has their goal of shutting down the Line 3 replacement from Ambridge Pipeline. But they're willing to, th- to throw in anybody else that gets even anywhere near that site and uh, yesterday they confronted some loggers that were trying to make a living in an area that was uh, not even on the same property as they're, as they're functioning the Embridge line on. No. Now, how did that shake out yesterday? Um, these loggers, uh, the guy's name is Jimmy Sheff. He's a very good guy. He's from out of the Marcel area. Very good hard worker. Family's been logging since the late 70s. And he's got quite yeah. a nice story. I've listened to him talk about it a little bit. He started... With uh, without his dad knowing, actually, and started a logging operation, and his mother helped him. Actually, I do believe co-signed for a loan to help his help her three boys start logging. But she wanted to make sure that they didn't tell her, tell their dad. <laughs> the dad never knew, as far as I know. The dad never <laughs> knew about doing it. And and I remember watching those fully grown men. You call them boys, but fully grown men talk about it at a convention one time. How it was very almost emotional on their end. How they were so thankful for their mother to help them get their start. And that, to me, is really something special when when you got guys that are still remembering how mom helped you out or how dad helped you out. Their yeah. dad passed away a while ago, but these guys have built up an operation. It's very good size. 
move a lot of wood. They employ a lot of people. They're doing a job site on St. Louis County, okay? This is not tribal ownership. This is not Enbridge. This is St. Louis County land. And the, I watched a video of these, uh, the, Scott calls them eco-terrorists. I don't call them eco-terrorists. I call them guerrilla warfare people. That's what they, yeah. I think they really are. Because what they do is guerrilla warfare, they don't take out the whole road. They take out one bridge, and that's it. It disrupts everything. They go over and take out one little section of pipeline, so it disrupts the whole pipeline. And Jimmy Sheff and his family, they're doing this job site over there, and they say that, I watched a video of them, where they're, they're claiming that it's illegal logging. And I thought, just common sense looking at it. Okay, you see nicer equipment. You see a lot of wood. You see a big area cut off. If it's illegal, why aren't the sheriffs there a long time ago when it started? For one thing. Exactly. And on a St. Louis County or state or federal land, a lot of people don't understand this. Listeners out there is when you open up a St. Louis County or Douglas County or Sawyer County or Pine County, you have to meet with the forester first before you cut a stick. You have to go over all the information. Everything has to be documented. The forester has to sign on off. You have to sign on off. And they have to receive payment or a letter of credit or a bank note before you can even start cutting one tree. So yeah. all this land that they've been cutting off is legal. But what you do, guerrilla warfare, you throw a bunch and scatter a bunch of garbage out there, manure. I'd like to use other words, but yeah. I can't. And they, they get people all bent out of shape. Everything's legal because they've been cutting there. The forester knows it. The county knows it. The board knows it. Everybody knows it. But if you can disrupt this whole thing and put sabotage equipment, these guys are working six, seven days a week. They've built it up from nothing. And then do you think that they're going to go and steal or ruin and ruin their family name? What do you think that their mother would think of them? They're not going to shame that. that so to me, when no. I hear about these protests, these, are, these guerrilla warfare people, they're, to me, they're claiming that the logging's stealing. There's no way they're stealing. Everybody knows it's up front. Everybody knows it's out in the open. You can go to St. Louis County and ask, who's cutting the sale? And they can tell you who's, who's cutting it. And on this sale, I do believe it's consumer ticket, and, and with a consumer ticket, every load that leaves there, there has to be a ticket with the truck that follows that load to the mill, consumer place. Yeah. They have to hold, hand it in, and they, it goes to the ticket, and then when you leave, it has to stay there. So there is a record of exactly how that load went, and it's scaled, and it's measured that way. If it's an SOE, means sold on estimate, then there's no ticket, but you have to pay for all the wood that you believe is there. And every load has to be marked, whether if it's a county or state or fed, and all the money has to be t accounted for. So as far as actually taking this wood, that's a bunch of manure. Once again, guerrilla warfare. You disrupt the whole thing so that hopefully, hopefully, your side can win on lies. Well, Peter, uh, Peter, you and Scott Dane both, I, I would like to have you comment on this. What, what, what does this have to do with the Embridge Line 3 protests that these same people are involved in? Or have they just expanded it to cover anything that happens out in the woods? Yeah, um, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with Embridge, and Embridge will tell you that as well. Um, it's in proximity by coincidence to uh, a facility that Enbridge owns. But these basement dwellers are just a bunch of stupid, ill-informed people that don't know what they're doing even. They're just attacking uh, anybody and everybody. They've done this in the past as well to innocent, uh, hardworking people, farmers out in uh, North Dakota during Standing Rock and that type of thing. Um, 
So yeah, it, it, you know, it's kind of a shallow gene pool these people are coming from. Um, so they don't even know what they're doing, but they're just attacking and protesting for the sake of attacking and protesting. Right. Now, Peter, you had said that uh, that this particular lease out there is is St. Louis County land, and we have we're very fortunate to have uh, St. Louis County Commissioner and President of the co- of the Commission, Keith Nelson, on the phone with us. Keith, are you still the President of the uh, St. Louis County Commission? Um, it's, good morning, Brad. Uh, good no, morning. I'm no longer the chair, but I am okay. the chair of Environment and Natural Resources, which is the department that oversees all of our logging and environmental operations in St. Louis County. So my question to you would be, where do these people get off trying to disrupt a private uh, business, this logging small logging company that has a lease to log this land? What is their rationale? What leg do they have to stand on? And how does the county or how how does... How do they get stopped? How do they cease and desist from doing what they're doing? Well, first, Brad, if I may, um, I, I want to thank you for your service to this great nation, as well as Scott Dane for his service. Um, the the one thing that, that, that I think people need to clearly understand, St. Louis County uh, runs one of the finest, most sustainable forestry operations in the United States of America. We have nearly a million acres of land owned by you and I and all of the taxpayers of St. Louis County, which we manage in a very sustainable fashion to make certain that it's not only here for us today, um, paying some of the bills in St. Louis County, but that it will be there for our children and our grandchildren. Um, These individuals, these terrorists, because that's really what they are, um, that are that are attempting to disrupt this that have done significant damage to to equipment owned by um, this family-operated uh, logging operation, um, these individuals are, are nothing more than criminals. What really concerns me, um, it is not these individuals as much as who is financing this. Yeah. Because yeah. Th- this, is, this is being financed from someplace much larger than we can put our finger on right now. These individuals are coming from California, from New Mexico, from Florida. They're, they're coming here specifically to terrorize northeastern Minnesota. Um, and, and they're coming here without being financed from somewhere. Um, Brad, we, we in St. Louis County, at least this commissioner, takes our partnership with um, loggers very, very seriously. We cannot manage our forests without the help of the logging community, which, by the way, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller year after year. Um, The good quality loggers that we have out there, we need to help them and assist them. I intend to bring a resolution forward to help out the Chef family um, in, in covering some of their deductibles, um, through no fault of their own, they are being terrorized. And I know that Attorney Rubin um, is, is, uh, was at the meeting yesterday um, and has committed that he is going to be on this and that they are going to uh, look into anything and everything that these individuals can be charged with. And we're going to start trying to look up the food chain 
to find out where the money is coming from. Well, it's almost what you have to do, Commissioner Nelson. Uh, first place, I think you're right on the money saying that uh, the county uh, the county attorney, Mark Rubin, has to prosecute to the full extent of the law. Now, I don't know exactly what happened out there. Maybe Scott or Peter can explain. Was there actual damage done to their personal logging equipment? Uh, yeah, Brad. Um, three weeks ago, they came out to their logging site. Um, the same night that these individuals were apprehended vandalizing uh, Casper construction equipment in Carleton County <clears throat> and found out that they had dumped sand and water into the uh, engine compar- engines on this equipment, cut hydraulic hoses, um, yanked wiring out of the yeah. equipment. Um, by the time it, all, it was all said and done, um, over $100,000 in damage and lost production occurred as a result of this. Then... On Monday, they showed up marching onto the logging site with banners and confronting the uh, delimmer operator and uh, arguing with him about their illegal activity. And then yesterday, we were at the St. Louis County Board meeting, uh, the chef and his crew and myself, and the St. Louis County Board did a great job, by the way, um, on listening to this and taking action. Um, And then yesterday afternoon, the uh, logging crew was getting ready to leave and found that the forestry road was blockaded. Um, in a pretty feeble attempt with slash and snow. So they fired up a skitter, and two seconds later, the road was opened back up again. But sure. they've posted sure. on their Facebook page a picture of that obstruction um, effort and have warned that they're going to continue disrupting things um, for, for the foreseeable future. In fact, their website also has death threats on there, not directed to the logging industry, but I've got screenshots of those. Um, and, in fact, they've, they're advertising a training session on Saturday in Duluth with the address inviting people to come and be trained in their criminal and illegal activities. I, I'm almost uh, stupefied. To make me stop talking is, <laughs> is something special, you guys. I, I don't even know how to confront this. Commissioner Nelson, uh, well, first, first of all, any business, any legitimate business that is hosting these people in a training session to do eco-terrorism should be shut down. I I mean, this is just, this is outside any kind of decency that exists in the world today. Uh, I don't know how this is going to stop, but I, I truly believe that the first place has to be that a number of these people need to be locked away for the for what the law allows. If it says you can be locked up for a year for $100,000 worth of damage to property, then lock them up for a year. If it says two years, lock them up for two years. There has got to be some examples set. I, I mentioned yesterday when I was talking to Scott, my daughter lives out in Bismarck, North Dakota, and she was uh, located out there during the Standing Rock protest. And because they allowed them leeway in their activities and in their protesting, that got worse and worse and worse and bigger and bigger until farmers were being threatened, being shot at. Uh, This has got to be stopped before it gets out of hand. Now, I know we're up against a hard break and we have to take that, but maybe when we come back, we can talk a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, uh, Commissioner Nelson, if you can stick with us. I hope so, because I'd like to know what the law does allow 
in uh, in a uh, in a felony vandalism like this, it's got to be a felony when you commit a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. But we'll be right back. Think about that, and we'll be right back. Did you miss Brad this morning? Catch Sound Off on your schedule. Download the podcast today at 710WDSM.com. I've had you guys on 24-7 now for three days, and I love your channel. It is unbelievable. These guys that get on, I forget the names, but they are so real of all that's going on. I just want to say that I've never been into politics. Now I realize, whoa, is it corrupt? All right, Dave, thanks. We appreciate it. Right, thank you. Compliment. Thank you. On the Talk of the North, 710 and FM 98.1 WDSM. Giant Redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine, the smell of fresh-cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best girl by my side, we'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesday I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. He cuts down trees. Do you loggers ever drink tea, Peter? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like dirty, warm water. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, uh, it's nice to have a little levity, but this is a really serious issue, guys. And and uh, I don't know whether Commissioner Nelson is still uh, able to be with us or not. Uh, are you there? Brad, I am still with you. Okay. Well, uh, we need to know... Uh, Mark, I, I believe Mark Rubin will do his due diligence to pers- uh, prosecute these people to the full extent of the law. But, you know, we need to do it. We cannot afford to play with these people with kids' gloves because, you know, Scott was right. The, this is part of an eco-terrorist movement, and they will continue to push the envelope and push the envelope with illegal activities until somebody gets killed or somebody gets seriously hurt. If I could jump in real fast, Brad, you're right. I got a message from a woman whose son's a logger, and she said, when is it going to stop? When are they going to stop at the vandalism and start shooting at the logging equipment? Oh, yeah. Well, they did that out in North Dakota. They shot into uh, farmers' tractors as they were working in their fields. It's not, uh, this is no joke. This is serious stuff. And, And you know what, Scott? You're absolutely right. Where does the money come from to put these people up for weeks on end with no jobs, with no uh, visible means of money coming in? Where does the money come from to fund uh, this whole group of, of, uh, well, I've just read a huge story on this whole organization. It was called Water Protesters or Water something or other. Mm -hmm. And, And it's going on all over the country. It, no, it's rem- part of an environmental movement. It's Now, remember, out in Standing Rock, it's wide open fields. You can be a mile away yep. and start taking those pot shots. Here, oh, you're yeah. going to be very, very close, and the trees can be protection in a way where you can hide quite well. So, yes, it can get way more serious here because you could come in from a different angle, a different spot, and start doing this kind of manure. The Yes, this is where guerrilla warfare, to me, comes in, is where they disrupt, you get scared, and people will be walking about shaking their boots a little bit. What has to yeah. be done to me is there has to be severe consequences. If there's no consequences, if there's no arrest being made, if nobody's doing anything, you're kind of agreeing with them then. 
look at we're we're out there trying to make a living. We're working hard our whole lives, and now we're being persecuted for working hard and doing an honest job. These people yeah. they they put so much effort. These these terrorists, these these excrements in life, they put so much work into terrorizing other people. If they would put, and they're miserable. They're just miserable people. <laughs> They are. In misery yeah. loves company. Oh, yeah. That's why they keep... The, if you you ever been around somebody that's miserable, their whole life yes. consumes them to be make other people miserable. Everybody knows somebody that's miserable. Everybody knows, sees somebody that isn't quite right. And gentlemen, their whole life is constantly trying to, to make other people miserable. And they don't have to be that way. If they put that much effort into doing a good job, providing for other families, for their family, they would be extremely successful in life. They would. Yeah. You know, and may, guys, I, yeah, please, Scott, or Keith, I mean, please. I And I apologize. I'm calling you from beautiful downtown Hinkley on my way down to a meeting uh, that I need to get to. But I, I really want to make a couple of points, and I think okay. they're, they're, they're important points. One, um, I, I want everyone out there to know that I have nothing but the utmost respect for the Native American communities. This is not about the Native American community. This is about terrorists that are being funded nationally, that are, that are coming up here and, and truly disrupting the lives of hardworking men and women. And, and it, should not be, uh, it should not be pointed at the Native American community because that's not who they are. Um, they may be of that heritage, but... Um, the truth is uh, they are terrorists, no matter uh, whether they're um, Native American, African-American, or or uh, Finland or uh, Norwegian like myself, okay? They're still <laughs> terrorists, okay? Um, the one thing that we are so fortunate, and I know the Duluth News Tribune doesn't agree with me on this, but we have a prosecutor in St. Louis County who has been serving the people of St. Louis County for over 40 years this is Mark Rubin, and yes. and Mark yesterday um, was was appraised of this situation, and within minutes he had his team working on it. Um, I know that that Sheriff Lipman and Attorney Rubin will do everything possible to bring these individuals uh, to uh, some form of justice. We did, and I'll, I'll I will readily admit to this: last summer and fall. Um, these individuals had illegal encampments on St. Louis County property, and the truth is we treated them with kit gloves. That will not happen again. Um, we only emboldened them to make them worse. Commissioner, I want to thank you that you're willing to step up and do these things. Thank you, guys. I, well, I, I, it has I to hope, be done. Yeah. I, we, we, need to, we need to not just talk tough, but get tough, and we're going to. Brad, well, because you, you had, you had asked about uh, about these individuals and who's financing them. I was at Carleton yes. County after they got arrested at the courthouse. They bailed out on a thousand dollars cash bail each. Now the three of them couldn't wow. scra- scrape up a thousand bucks if they had a month to do it. Um, somebody no. is financing them on this. The one individual from uh, from um, McGregor down there, his rap sheet is full of things: drugs, uh, domestic abuse, child endangerment. And they bail on a thousand bucks. Do you think the guys from New Mexico and uh, California are still hanging around Minnesota? They just walk away. Sure. Well, that, that's why you can't. Uh, here's the other thing: 
The other reason that you can't allow this, you can't treat this with kid gloves like Commissioner Nelson just admitted happened last year when they had an illegal encampment. You can't do it because this thing will progressively get worse and worse. And what happens, and it's just protection, it's your own protection, what happens if a logger, if an independent person working out in the woods is threatened, their life is threatened, their equipment is threatened, they're, God forbid, shot at, they're going to find a way to protect themselves. And then you know what? Then we've got a whole nother operation happening here. So we can't let that happen. We have got to make sure that the laws of the land that are already in place are adhered to and pushed to the maximum. We've got to take our Fox News break here, folks. Let's do that, and then we'll come back more with uh, Pete Wood and Scott Dean from uh, the Loggers and Truckers of Northern Minnesota, and we'll talk more about this issue. Or if sound off is on the way. Coming up at 11, it's your daily fix of Rush. 710 and FM 98.1 WDSM. Updates brought to you by Lady O'Collins Emporium, 31 West Superior Street, a place of magic in downtown Duluth, 722-2240. That's Lady O'Collins Emporium. AM 710 and now on FM at 98.1. WDSM Time 937. Uh, Brad, we have uh, waiting for an update National Weather Service here. Seven above. We're getting somewhere. We're above zero. We're getting hot. But, of course, that's Woody Herman and the Woodchopper's Ball. Yeah, yeah we couldn't. Uh, a segment with uh, Peter Wood and uh, Scott Dane would not be complete without the Woodchopper's Ball. Well, that really makes uh, you guys, want to dance, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It makes you want to get out and boogie. Uh, guys, are you, uh, are you confident... Uh, or feel fairly confident that our uh, county attorney will prosecute this issue? Yeah, I, I do. I think he's going to take it. I think he's going to do something with it. Um, there's other things going on that we cannot talk about. We have other meetings okay. coming up in the future that we cannot talk about because you never tell sure. your opponent what you're going to do, and they're probably listening oh, right exactly. now. exactly, yeah. But, yeah. yes, it's beyond Minnesota talking, okay? And so... Yes, listeners out there, we are trying to do things. We are going to accomplish things. Because if we just lay down and take it, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get run over. You're going to get run over bad. This is, Brad, you know exactly what it's like to be in combat. You do not lay down. Nope. No, you can't back up from your enemy. In fact, the first thing we were taught in boot camp was when you're fired upon from an ambush, you attack into the fire. Uh, you overcome them with superior firepower. And you know what? This sounds to me like you guys need an old-fashioned Ernie Lund get-together. <laughs> I miss old Ernie. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, he was quite colorful, interesting, <laughs> all at the same time. Yes. He had a teddy bear at the but, same time. Oh, but he could pull people together. I'll never forget going up to Tower there for that uh, rally he put on. And logging trucks and equipment trucks and things Yep. Uh, when they when they were trying to uh, shut down the little Elfie site, yep. uh, hundreds and hundreds of trucks lined up for miles and miles. Yep. That was up at Orr. And I'll tell you what, yeah, in Orr. Yes, yep. I'm sorry, not There was tower. like five miles and, of semis. And I'll tell you what, 
Yeah, it woke a lot of people up to the economic impact that logging and trucking had on the Northland economy. Yep, I think that was around 20 years ago, and it was in Orr, Minnesota. It was thrown together by Ernie Lund, and I think uh, Dave Glowowski, I think, was a part of it. And I think so, yes. there was, uh, I'm going to say, right around no lie, there was roughly right around five miles of semis and equipment lined up on both sides of Highway 53 up there. And people just came together. And there was a couple of protesters that came in the hall. I remember that. And um, it it woke up a lot of people. Something like this, you know, a person doesn't want to be negative. I, I don't like being negative uh, because you uh, pretty soon you can go down that path and that's all you are. And I, I wish that these people would come to their senses and and start to realize that if if you actually think about this, if you actually put that much effort into a legitimate business and working environment, you oh, would be very successful. You could accomplish a lot. Yeah. You could do a lot. You could. And you'd be yes. helpful to other people. But this way, if, if, well, you, if you want to stop the Enbridge thing, it's just that Jimmy Sheff and his family happen to be cutting a legal job site right next to the pipeline so they assimilate it by just being there that you're part of it. The thing is, they're not right. even a part of it, but you're drug into this, and he's just trying to make a living. How would you like folks to be out there working seven days a week and somebody disrupting your family, disrupting your house, disrupting your life? And a lot of times, yeah, it, if it, it till it does affect you, nobody really thinks so it doesn't affect me. If the pipeline shut down completely, where would you get your oil from? Exactly. Yeah, well, but but see, people don't think beyond that. Listen, guys, we have, we have a sponsor that loves to be in your segment, and uh, he's on kind of a time frame. So I'm going to bring him on, and then I want to talk a little bit more about this because I have a philosophy or a theory on how this whole thing worked out. So we'll see how, how uh, up-to-date I am. But Matt Boo with uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace uh, loves to be on during this segment because there are some tie-ins, are there not, Matt? Uh, you oh, yeah. use a lot of uh, wood products in your stoves and in fireplaces, and even saunas uh, have a certain tie-in to them. So how's things over there at your store? No, I, uh, great, and, and good morning, Peter and, and Brad. Uh, good and morning. And Peter, we're, we're supporting you, so I, I just, this is the first time I heard about it. It kind of threw me back just like you, Brad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's horrible, but uh, I'm, I'm down at the uh, Energy Design Conference today. And I don't know if you remember, but it's a conference where contractors and architects get together, and they're able to get all their continuing education credits. And then is this the one that goes on down at the down at the deck? Is that where yeah. this goes? Where is it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, in the ballroom. And so the exhibitors are down here. You know, we're all energy related exhibitors, and so it's a it's a good educational, and it's a good way to meet customers and see some new stuff. Um, so that's that's going on. Now, and the store is, uh, we're just waiting for spring. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else. Like everybody else. I'll bet you. Do you have a lot of jobs stacked up waiting? People are going to wait till they get the uh, the ice dams, the snow dams off their roof before they worry about putting in their new heating unit? Well, that's what it is. You know, when it gets really cold and there's bad weather, people, their, their concentration goes other places, just like you said, the ice sure. dams and pipes and cars and things like that, so... Uh, we do have some traffic of uh, people that are uh, got some construction projects coming up, some remodels and home building, and that's that's keeping us busy. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think you guys are ever unbusy, but uh, but uh, but I'm sure you've got a lot of bent up or pent up uh, activity that can get done once the snow gets off the people's roofs and, and gets moving on. So I would advise everybody, if you're listening to our show this morning and you want to look at a uh, a second heat source, something that can bring a little warmth, a little comfort, and also kind of a nice, uh, when you've got a fireplace in your home, you get a certain amount of extra mileage out of life, I think. It, it creates a nice aura in your home. Uh, but if you want to see what kind of things are available, there's only one place to go in my humble estimation, and that's uh, our friends out at Duluth Stoven Fireplace, 27th Avenue West in Michigan, uh, right next to the Duluth Grill. If you walk into their store there, you will find uh, a lot of things other than just uh, a fireplace. You'll find stoves, you'll find pellet stoves, you'll find gas inserts, you'll find a heating unit you can put on your deck to give you more time outside. You'll find saunas, you'll find even hatchets and axes to split wood. So many things and all of them at uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Matt, what hours are do you have people there to uh, show people around and let them know what their options are? Yeah, we are uh, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 9 to 4. Uh, we can be reached by telephone 727-9002, and a great source of information is DuluthStove.com. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Thank you, my friend, Matt Boo, Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Get back and get some education. We love it when we uh, fill our heads with education. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. So, uh, so Pete and Scott, uh, you know, it really is going to take a uh, kind of a concerted effort. I, I think this has, this is almost like firing a shot across the bow of logging and trucking in the Northland. Very much, uh, people, yes. uh, people have to get together, organize, and defend their way of life. It really is that simple. It really, it really is, Brad. And the, the irony of this is they targeted a logging job that was not affiliated with the pipeline protest that they're supposedly no. against. But they messed with the wrong group of people this time. And while we were um, on break, somebody texted Peter and said, what's the address of this training that's occurring in Duluth? And according to their yeah. website or their Facebook site, it says, we need help hanging up flyers for this upcoming direct action training March 2nd in Duluth's 315 Gallery at noon. Signed, Comrades. And then later comrades. on, it's interesting <laughs> that uh, on their own pa- Facebook page, uh, a Kathleen Spencer Harbaugh responds that we have a small spare bedroom, a big couch, a small couch, and a cot in the, in the apartment. Most importantly, we have 24-7 access to a bathroom, laugh out loud. Uh, people are welcome to spend the night in our apartment, providing they're not allergic to cigarette smoker cats. I mean, the people that are involved in this are all over Facebook. And, and you know, Minnesotans don't put up with this crap. These no. people don't represent Minnesotans. And we need to put an end to it immediately and make sure these people do not establish a standing rock in Minnesota this year. I don't think they represent because the I'll Native tell you Americans what you don't. here. No, they no, don't. I don't think, think they do either. We, we've, I've, I think I've they, dealt with them before. And the, 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 the people around here, the locals that are on... Uh, Native Americans, they're excellent people. I've dealt with them. Yeah. I've uh, My kids have played sports against them, and they were excellent. And that's why these are not the locals to me. 
just guys, it's my personal belief that they have tried to co-op the Native Americans uh, to give them some credibility. And they don't deserve it. They don't have any credibility. They're out there simply trying to affect, try to shut down the economy and the jobs of hardworking northern Minnesotans that are out there trying to make a living at a legitimate uh, job that is available. And as our Commissioner Nelson stated, these these jobs have all been issued permits by the county. They've all been asked to have groups come in and log the trees because they are a renewable research resource. We learned out in California with the fires that go on every year out there that if you don't have a legitimate program to get the dead timber and the older timber out of the forest, you create nuisances that are going to end up causing you a lot of trouble. Yeah, and a a lot of times... People think that loggers are these knuckle-draggers, podunks that are out in the woods that don't have no connection anywhere. We have connections here, locally, the government, and even in D.C. We have connections all the time, and we are connected quite well. And we have meetings coming up that we can't talk about. We'd love to, but we will in the future, folks. We will talk about in the future. But to think that we are not hooked together, you think that we don't know what we're doing, uh, you're going to learn a different way. We have computers yeah. just like you do. We have everything that you do. <laughs> it's just that it just may seem like we don't. Brad, well, and the other thing is that you're protecting your way of life and your families. And very, your family very income. much so. Brad, I'd like to share a quote um, with you. It says, always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence right. encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. And this is from Eli Weisel. He's a Romanian-born American Jewish writer, professor, and Nobel laureate and Holocaust survivor. The point is, being quiet and placating these people doesn't accomplish anything. It only makes it worse. Nope. People need to take a side and put an end to this. Well, and so so uh, well-spoken, Keith Nelson said last year that's exactly what they did. They treated them with kid gloves, and now they're back even in a bigger force than they were before. We need to shut this operation down and move on with our lives in northern Minnesota without, you do not, believe me, you do not want our area to become another standing rock. And so we've got to do everything possible to try to avoid that. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning. Uh, Do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to uh, put out to people before we uh, cut this segment off you no, guys i just want to say thanks for letting us come on that we get an opportunity to come in and talk once a month i do appreciate it folks i hope you learn a little bit every time we come in and that you can take it home and think about it that we're out there trying to make a living just like anybody else it's just that we're removing Absolutely. trees and it keeps coming back look around you this whole area has been cut off one time or another has been burnt or something it just keeps coming back we're just using a natural resource that everybody consumes one or another. And I want to thank you all for this opportunity. Thank you, Peter. A renewable resource that grows over and over and over. Over and again. Uh, Guys, yep, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, And believe me, you will have the voice of this radio show. If you need any organizations, if you have uh, information you want us to put out to the general public, we'll we'll get that out to people for you. We do appreciate it very much. Thank you.